Thank you, Miss Ron. You can go ahead and go. All right. Well, we had two. That was beautiful. And Mr. Loris. Wow. Thank you so much. That was so pretty. Um, are y'all familiar with that song? Some people are. Okay. All right. It's a very, very good song. So uh, I just, I, Casey, if I'm not mistaken, your birthday is June 25th. Just like mine. I remember. I remember yours because the same as mine. All right. Ah, okay. All right. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. Not really. It's just the same as mine. All right. Um, but but um, June 25th, 1967, so five years before I was born, uh, more than 400 million people in 26 countries watched via satellite the Beatles. Some of y'all are, are nodding your head. The Beatles performed the song, All You Need Is Love. Okay. Uh, they have been asked to come up with a simple song that could be understood by all the nations. All right. Again, it's a little bit before my time, uh, but um, uh, but no no Beatles. We we don't need just love. Okay. We we need the love of God. We need the God who is love. Amen. All right. And so the word when we talk about love today, I'm not you know. Yes, it's you know Valentine's you know last week. It's it's not that type of love. The word that we're going to focus on today, the word for love, the Greek word is agape. A g a p e uh, is how you spell that. I like the way theologian uh, Barclay says he he explains that agape love is as as quote is not simply an emotion which rises unbidden in our hearts. It is a principle by which we deliberately live. It is a principle by which we deliberately live. He goes on to say agape has supremely to do with the will. Uh, it is a deliberate principle of the mind. It's a decision uh, uh, to, to love. And so, uh, Mr. Loris, while I might go long, longer today, maybe not, I'm not sure. We'll just see what happens. All right, I, amen. All right, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep my Bible preaching card for a, for a two years on this one okay all right um because uh miss miss um ron if you'll put it up you can see it's the seven seas of love okay and, and so if you'll see the central statement uh-huh okay all right i know you're gonna be impressed today all right so for those who don't for those who are visiting they uh, we, we she picks on me about you know having uh points that are alliterative and every time i do i make sure i, I get credit for it all right um but in first john four all right, we, we really will see that authentic love, that agape love, we'll see it considered, communicated, consisted, confirmed, completed, commenced, and commanded. And don't don't try to rush and and write that down if you're if you're taking notes because it'll be up there again after each point. Okay, uh, and so the first one is the word considered, the word considered, and the word consider here is is the idea of suggestion. Okay, kind of like, uh, hey, this is a good idea. Okay, um, uh, notice how John puts it uh, after once again calling his readers his dear friends or his beloved. If you've been through with us in First John, it, it happens a lot in First John. Okay, uh, you see that. So First John four verses seven and eight says, "Dear friends, beloved, okay, uh, let us love one another because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because." God is love. So he comes off, he, it's a softer type of dealing with this audience here. You see it from the very beginning, okay? Let us love, okay? Let, let us love one another. It's like John uh, saying that, you know what? Loving others is reasonable, okay? All right? it's, it's the right thing to do. It, it makes sense based on what we know. And, and uh, doesn't it, by the way? Okay. Get there in just a second. It's similar to earlier in the letter, the previous chapter, 1 John 3, verse 11, where it says, For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. 
Okay? Very similar. We should. We, we definitely should love one another based on all we know about God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay? It should be natural for us to do that. It's the right thing to do. It, it, it makes sense. Right? It's, it's, we should do this. Um, love clarified, if I want to add another C, by the way, Mr. Lewis, uh, love clarified. Where, where does this type of love come from or originate? And we're going to see that again later. Well, simply in God. The source and the origin is God himself. Um, Aiken says, love is from God the way heat is from fire or the way light is from the sun. Okay? Um, and, and I want to be very, very careful, careful here. Uh, just because God is love does not mean love is God. Okay, uh, because it, it, that would be a, a pantheistic view, okay, and it would not be accurate because God is a whole lot more than love. Amen. Okay. Well, uh, you know, He has a lot more qualities uh, that are deserving of worship. Okay, uh, qualities uh, like awe-inspiring. Amen. Wonderful. Okay? Great. Right. Merciful. You can you can say amen if you want. Okay. Omniscient omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent. He's everywhere at one time. Okay, Hallelujah and hallelujah. We could go on. He, he's more than just love, but he is love. Okay, So I want to be clear on that. And, you know, uh, and so, like once again, in 1 John chapter 4, we see authentic love considered. And then next we're going to see it communicated. We'll see it communicated. So speaking of communication, it, it can be difficult, can it not? I mean, Especially, I mean, we. I love texting, right? It's, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm just not a person who wants to talk on the phone, okay? Uh, and, and Casey Casey knows one uh, um, that, that I'm about to talk about, like Malcolm. Malcolm, if you're watching, probably not. But Malcolm wants to talk on the phone. He's like an OG. I'm like, I just, I don't want to, I just want to text, you know? <laughs> but, right, right, are you the same way? Right. Um, but um, text, texting can be difficult. Communication can be difficult. Just, just observe a few funny recent tweets, okay, about the, the, uh, the difficulty in communication. Uh, this one is, uh, I have about four of them, four or five, uh, five. My toddler was about to hit her head on a bar at the playground, so I told her to duck. She quacked at me, and then she hit her head. Come on, that's pretty funny. All right, uh, and then there's another one. At eight, I ordered my entree, and the waiter asked if, uh, if I wanted super salad. Super, super salad, like Super Bowl. I said yes. He said, super salad? I said, yes. He then asked, salad or soup? Oh, okay. What's well, like, man, I want a big salad. I mean, um, okay, and the third one, when I was a kid, my mother popped out while cooking. Uh, she was boiling some potatoes. She said, hey, watch the potatoes as she left. I watched them. They burnt. Um, okay, yeah, some of y'all can relate. Okay, or this one, uh, my seven-year-old says, I'm done with homework. And, and I said, you, you did it? And, she, and the seven-year-old said, that's not what I said. I'm done. I'm not doing anymore. <laughs> right? Okay. All right. And then, if if uh, if if Miss Rhonda can help me out, this is uh, my last one. Just uh, going. Yeah. And the guy who asked to repair the garage if they had any 710 for his car, they had no clue. Uh, he insisted he needed 710 urgently, and that they would definitely have some. Uh, they had never heard of it, so he offered to show them what he meant. 710. Okay. All right. Well. Anyway. All right. Communication can be difficult when. Well, guess what? I'm I'm thankful that that God has very made it very uh, has made His communication the communication of this message that He wants to convey to us as humans very very simple, very obvious, very clear. Okay, uh, no confusing this. Look in look at verse nine. God's love was revealed among us in this way. 
God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Okay? Very simple. I, I like the way the English Standard Version says it. Um, it says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, the God that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. The King James and the New King James Version also uses this idea of manifested. Um, uh, the word means to come out in the open, to be made public. Okay, We're communicating this. We're telling everybody, hey, this is what it is. So how was this love manifest, manifested? How was it revealed? How was it communicated to us? By the fact that God sent His Son Jesus into the world. This, this, same, this same child we sang about and, and worshipped and, and, and you know, mentioned so much during Christmas time, right? That same, that same person, Jesus Christ. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. This couldn't be more clear, but that does not mean it was an easy thing. Just because it was e easy for us to understand doesn't mean it was easy for, for it to happen. What, what do you mean? Well, the mere fact that, that God the Father would give up His only Son to leave His throne in heaven to come down to a sin-filled earth and to die for them in their place is an extremely loving gesture, is it not? I mean, it, we, we can talk about it. I feel like sometimes we, we talk about it, we, we mention it. Sometimes you can talk about stuff so much and it loses its meaning. All right. I pray that that's not that won't be the case in, in your hearts today. That you won't lose sight of the awesome uh, show of love that that was. I mean, for so to try to put it home, you know, kind of make it hit home a little bit. I was thinking, what if, what, what would you think would be the most heathen place in the world? I, I don't really know. I hear I hear the red light district in Amsterdam is pretty bad. You know, uh, I, I don't know, maybe some ruthless, violent tribe in South America or something, or maybe a seventh grade class tomorrow, third period. I don't know. Sorry. I, okay. I teach seventh grade. You didn't know. God bless me. All right. Amen. Um, but I don't know. But, but, but in all seriousness, let's say that I, I, that, that I come to you and I ask you to give one of your children for those people. Okay. Right? Uh, that, that, that child would have to leave comforts of their home your home and everything he or she knows and go to a heathen people and die for them. See, for verse 10 is going to tell us soon, we'll look at it, atoning sacrifice, a, a death has to happen. Okay? So I don't know. I, I know I couldn't do it. Okay? But that's exactly what God did. And and I, I can't think of a more appropriate verse on uh, for a, a sermon about love uh, in a time of, you know, that we just celebrated um, love as a, as a country, as a world, whatever, than John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world, so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen and amen. And see, this is the amazing love that we sing about today. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? As John Stott comments, there's, there's no greater gift of God. Listen, no greater gift of God is conceivable because no greater gift was possible. Let me read that again. No, no, no greater gift of God is conceivable because no greater gift was even possible than what God did by sending His Son to earth for us. Amen. Say, as we look at 1 John chapter 4, hey, we might, we might make it by 1 o'clock today. Uh, hey, gotcha. You thought I was going to say something else. All right. Um, but we see authentic love considered. We see it communicated, consisted, confirmed, completed, commenced, and commanded. And when, when I think of the word consistent, number three, the third C here, uh, I think of stuff 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, do, do you know uh, people who just like to know what things are made of? Or, or, are y'all like that? You just kind of want to know what's in there, right? It could be mechanical type stuff, computer. It could be open up a computer looking in it. Just like one of those stuff. So, like, uh, I have no idea if it's still the same now, okay? I, I, I have no idea. But when I was growing up, okay, I remember tearing into baseballs, all right? Anybody remember doing that? I like to rip, you know, because I would, you know, I live out in the country. I didn't have anybody to play with. So, like, I play football, basketball, baseball all by myself, all right? And I would hit baseballs, right? And some of them would be really cool. I mean, they would it sound right, and it would go far. And then some would get dented when you hit them, right? It wouldn't go very far. I mean, like, you know, and I'm like, what in the world? What kind of baseball is that? You know, when you open it up, all right, uh, it, it, here's basically, here's the difference. So, some of y'all know this, okay? Uh, if you, has anybody ever unwrapped a baseball? All right, you've seen it, right? Okay, so if it's if it's uh, if you if you look in there and it's a little ball wrapped in sticky yarn, you know it's a good ball, right? But if you open it up and it's it's got all this like Japanese or Chinese wrapping paper or something, you know what I'm talking about? Anybody seen that? You know it's a crappy ball, all right? You know it, it, it's you know it's it's the stuff that it's made out of, right? All right, uh, the stuff the balls were made of was the difference, okay? Right, my wife is like, oh, you probably shouldn't use that one. All right, um, I, I doubt, I, I doubt anybody from um, other countries. I'm like five people that watch anyway, so we're good. Okay, all right, just playing. Okay, listen, with all seriousness, uh, the stuff that love is made of that we're talking about today is is of God. Okay, not us. Hallelujah. It was His idea, not ours. We're gonna look at that again soon. But look at verses 10 through 12 with me. Verses 10 through 12. Love consists in this. Okay, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loves us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God if we love one another. God remains in us and His love is made complete in us. We see, start seeing the repetition. John is, does that a lot in First John. Okay, uh, I like how the ESV says it in verse 10. In this is love. In this is love. Not that we... Love, have loved God, but that He loved us as His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. In this is love. Uh, uh, love consists in this. Again, th- that uh, that we love God so much and we do everything we can and we are perfect to show Him all this. Is that what it says? No. Okay, that's not what it says. Okay, it says, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us. He loved us. Listen, the stuff it, the, the stuff is made of God, all right? The good stuff, all right? God's love is the good baseball, all right? All right? Other love's not. It's a cheap paper from another country, okay? All right? Probably shouldn't have said that, but anyway. For instance, Romans 5, verse 8, but God proves his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's one of my favorite verses because I can remember a time in my life when I tried to clean up I tried to be good. I tried to do all these things myself, 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 and it wasn't good enough. It didn't matter. I didn't want to surrender my life to, uh, to, to Christ. But God didn't wait for me to clean up, right? So he proves his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Romans, Romans 5.10 um, adds to that just two verses over. It says, uh, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? Titus 3 verse 5 says, he saved us not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the washing, regeneration, and renewal by the Holy Spirit. 
See, he, he offered his son to be the atoning sacrifice. And, and, and I've already been reprimanded and you know, warned about the time I want to take today. So I don't want to go into great detail, I'm just playing, uh, about propitiation. But I do want to say just uh, uh, briefly about uh, what that is, okay? Um, atoning sacrifice. Is, another word for it is the big uh, uh, fancy, smancy word called propitiation. Okay. Uh, earlier in his letter, in chapter 2, verse 2, it says, He himself is the atoning sacrifice, the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. See, the, uh, this word means to turn away the wrath of God by means of an offering. Okay, Turn away the wrath of God by means of an offering. See, sin brings divine wrath. Right? On the cross, Jesus bore that wrath for our sins. See, we, we've said it, we said it many, many times here at Calvary. We keep it pretty simple, but the gospel is, is simply three words, in our place. Okay? Jesus Christ dying in our place. Okay? Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 19 says, That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses, not counting their sins against him, and he has committed a message of reconciliation to us and we should share with others. And then two verses later in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, Paul says, He made the one, listen, this is, this is a, a very powerful, He made the one, Jesus, who did not know sin, to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteous of God. It's a transaction there that we get the righteousness of God because of what because of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. See, it should have been me hanging on the cross. It should have been you. Okay? And that is a crucial part of conversion. It, Aiken says, propitiation teaches us that God's holiness required satisfaction and that God's love provided it. God's holiness required satisfaction and God's love provided that satisfaction. He did, he did the whole thing. Okay? It's not us meeting him halfway. No, no, he did all of it. <laughs> we just got to accept it. Amen. It's necessary. It's necessary. Why? Because we sin, period. Romans 3.23. I met one person in my life who didn't think they could, who never thought they sinned. It was when I was in college and we were uh, talking to people on the beach. And the guy was like, I've never seen, I thought you never sinned at all? You never did anything bad? You never took anything? You never did, you know. Anyway, uh, never told a white lie, nothing. Anyway, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us. All means all. I don't need a, I don't need a, a degree, a seminary degree for that one. Okay? All means all. All right? And, and, and even those of us who, who, uh, think they're great or actually are great compared to us. We've all seen. Look at, uh, look at what Paul says in 1 Timothy. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I'm the worst of them. Okay. Tim Keller simply says, and I'm sure you heard me say something similar, but I want to give him credit. He says, The gospel is that Jesus lived the life you should have lived and died the death you should have died in your place. So God can receive you, not for your record and sake, but for his record and sake. Just kind of a, a wrap-up of, of that point there. And so fourthly, in 1 John 4, we see the authentic love confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, the word, this word is about knowing for sure about something. And Sally didn't know I was going to do this, but uh, when I proposed to Sally... I don't have time to go over the whole story, but I was trying to keep it a secret. We did a little scavenger hunt in my house, uh, and and so we're we're uh, and she's finding all these fun things and all you know, and and she said, like, "Oh, this is fun." And then when I said the last the last thing is on me, and I got on one knee, she went from "Ah, this is fun" to you know, shot. And then 
Uh, and then I played her after she said yes, and it felt like forever for her to say yes. But when she did say yes, I wanted to play her a song. I didn't want to do it beforehand because I didn't want her to know anything romantic, like anything like that was going on. So I played the song for her, and um, she laughed and cried through the whole song, which is, uh, fellas, uh, it's a little bit weird. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I'm glad I'm the only one. I was like, um, this is strange. Is she okay? Uh, but anyway, but but when but then she told me I was I was uh, I was crying because I had asked God for a sign that whoever would play that song for me would be the one that I, that I was to marry. All right, we never talked about that, right? But she said, and then she said I, I was laughing because I said yes before I got um, you know, before I heard the song. But now I know for sure, right? Confirmed. You didn't know I was going to tell that story today, did you? All right. Uh, uh, so. But confirmed. First John four thirteen through sixteen. Listen to what um, uh, John says. This is how we know that we remain in Him, and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit, and we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent His Son as a world Savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in Him, and He in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God. And God remains in Him. And while I do have a couple sub points in here, it's pretty it's pretty quick. I have a couple references because I, I can't really say it much better. Again, can never say it better than the Word of God. But we we see love confirmed by a couple extra C's. So this is a couple months more of holding my card. Okay, um, love confirmed by our Creator, our confession, and our confidence in that love. All right, by our Creator, by our confession, and by our confidence in that love. Okay? Is love confirmed? So the first one, love is confirmed by Creator God. You know, uh, he gave us His Holy Spirit. Verse thirteen uh, it tells us that this is how we know that we remain in Him, and He knows He has given us of His Spirit. He gave His Spirit to us when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Right? We received the Holy Spirit. First John three verse twenty four. Going back a little bit, uh, it says the one who keeps His commands remains in Him, and He in Him. And the way we know that He remains in us is from the Spirit He has given us. Okay. Pretty simple. And then the second one, love is confirmed by our confession. By our confession. We confirm that we are in God if we confess that Jesus is His Son. Uh, you look back at verses 14 and 15, you can see that. We have seen and we testify that the Father has sent His Son as the world Savior. We see it, we testify. We say we believe it. Right. Uh, also, in John 3, 17, it says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. And also in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. Okay, very simple. And so we, we see love confirmed by Creator God giving uh, us His Holy Spirit and then love confirmed by our confession and then by our confidence in that love. Okay, verse 16, going back, and it's not up there, uh, Miss Rhonda, I know I should have put it in there, but I'm just going back to the first reference of this section. It says, and we have come to know and to believe that the, uh, the love that God has for us. We have come to know it and we believe it. Okay? We have confidence in it. Okay, um, John 6, verse 69 says, We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. It's the disciples uh, saying that. Uh, in fact, let me read the first. This was That was in response to the three verses prior to that. It says, From that moment, many of us, many of his disciples turned back and no longer accompanied him. After some hard teaching from, from Jesus. So uh, Jesus said to the twelve, you, you don't want to go away too, do you? And Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. Right. And then again, I'll read that part. It's not going to be up there, Miss Rhonda. But we have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. We have confidence in it. We know. And I bet if I could take the time now, I could let you guys testify to that end now. Okay? So I know. I know because of what he's did for me. Amen. We have confidence in it. 
Right? So it's, uh, only Jesus Christ has a word of eternal life. And so we see that authentic love is considered, communicated, consisted, and confirmed. All right? We're halfway done. I'm just playing. We're a little bit over halfway. We should be fine. Okay, I can't help it. Can't help myself. Uh, but anyone ever watched the movie Jerry Maguire? Anybody who's seen it? Okay, all right. Very touching scene at the end. He comes into this bunch of uh, this house full of ladies, you know, complaining about you know men. I believe I'm not mistaken, and but he just comes in and says hello, and you know, and then uh, his wife is. I just want to, I want to speak to my wife, and he says I had these things that happened, and it was a great day today, but I couldn't enjoy it because you weren't here. You weren't here. Okay, I couldn't enjoy. I couldn't, we couldn't talk about it. We couldn't laugh about it. Okay, because he says the very famous words you complete me right okay uh, if you've never seen that and you watch that scene just look it up on youtube you complete me well that's not exactly the same thing i'm talking about here as far as romantic love but the idea here that that has to do with god's agape love is whole perfect complete look at the next two verses of first john 4 in this love is made complete with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world there is no fear in love instead perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment so the one who fears is not complete in love so we have two completions here we have complete in practice and complete and perfect love let's look at practice okay uh, what is one way we can practice this? By keeping His Word. First John 2, 5 says, But whoever keeps His Word, truly in Him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in Him. In him. All right? We should be about loving others, putting it into practice, right? We've all heard the saying, you, you don't just tell me, you show me, right? All right? And, and it makes me think of uh, the following story. There was a, a Salvation Army worker who found a derelict woman alone on the street and invited her to come into the chapel for help. But the woman refused to move. The worker assured her, uh, we love you and we want to help you. Uh, God loves you. Jesus died for you. But the woman didn't budge. As if on divine impulse, the army lassie leaned over and kissed the woman on the cheek, taking her into her arms. The woman began to sob and like a child was led into the chapel where she ultimately trusted Christ. She said later, you told me that God loved me, but it wasn't until... He showed me that God loved me, that I wanted to be saved. He, he showed it. He put action. All right, reading a, a book about that now, weren't I, Miss Dana? All right, so complete and perfect love is, a, is another way. So complete and practice, putting it in practice, and a complete and perfect love. Um, God's perfect love for believers casts out the fear of wrath and eternal punishment. I, and I can't, I try to think of other ways to say this. I couldn't, so forgive me for a little bit of a lengthy um, um quote here from um, Corson, uh, a theologian, last name Corson. He says, perfect love casts out fear. How so? If I understand that God really, truly loves me, I can have absolute confidence that whatever happens at any given moment is the best for me. Regardless of what the doctor may say, what the IRS may declare, or who wins the election, when you are sure of God's love for you, you don't have fear. He goes on to say the answer to anxiety and fear is not to face your fears or to figure out your phobias. The answer to fear is to become saturated in God's love because His perfect love casts out fear. Amen? I can't, I can't say any better than this guy. He said, goes on to say grumpiness and cynicism, doubt and despair wash over me whenever I take my mind off God's perfect love. So undeniably demonstrated at Calvary. The love is complete and perfect because it's from the Heavenly Father. Romans 8.15 says, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back in the fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Okay. 
Warren Wiersbe says, if people are afraid, it is because of something in the past that haunts them or something in the present that upsets them or something in the future that they feel threatens them. Or it may be a combination of all three. A believer in Jesus Christ does not have to fear the past, the present, or the future, for he has experienced the love of God, and this love is being perfected in him day by day. Amen? So we see that authentic love considered, communicated, consisted, confirmed, completed, and then commenced and commanded. Commenced. Uh, this one admittedly goes very much with the third C of consisted, but uh, verse 19 tells us very plain and simply, we love because who loved first? He did. Okay? Um, I, I want to hammer back on this idea once more. It was his idea. Uh, to commence means to begin. Okay? To start. Uh, uh, God, God is the Alpha and Omega. Amen? The beginning and the end. God Almighty created the universe with the Word, and it was so. We're going to look at that in a couple of weeks. So John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God. From the beginning of time, this was His plan. He commenced it. It was His idea. It most certainly wasn't ours. Okay? We were sinful from the get-go. Amen? From Adam and Eve in the garden until this morning. Amen, Romy. Right? Okay. Uh, even the Apostle Paul, which we mentioned earlier, he says he's the worst of sinners. He said, I'm the worst. At Romans 7, 18 and 19, he says, For I know that nothing good lives in me. This is Paul who wrote most of the New Testament. Okay, He, he said, For I know that nothing good lives in me, that is in my flesh, for the desire to do what is good is with me, but there's no ability to do it. Okay. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I don't want to do. Okay, read that whole section if you want to be encouraged. If you ever think you know that you're just you know too um, uh, too unholy, too uh, too unloving to to be saved. All right, read that. Okay, uh, it was God's idea. He initiated. He initiated it. He started it. He planned it. It's a freight train that you can't stop. Amen. He 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 has a mission to tell the world that he loves us, and he loves us in spite of ourselves. He loves us anyway. I've used this uh, this part of this song before. There's a group called Sidewalk Prophets. It's a Christian band who sings a song called You Love Me Anyway. All right. If you've never listened to that song, listen to the song or look up the lyrics because I'm telling you, you'll be blessed by them. Especially the bridge part. Sally and I love the bridge part because it, it, they already sing a couple verses, a couple choruses, and then he has this bridge where he says, I am the thorn in your crown, but you love me anyway. I am the sweat from your brow, but you love me anyway. I am the nail in your wrist, but you love me anyway. I am Judas's kiss. How many times have we messed up? We said we we're going to do something and we didn't. Okay, we betrayed him. Okay, but you love me anyway. And he goes on to say, See, now I am the man who yelled out from the crowd for your blood to be spilled on this earth-shaking ground. Yes, then I turned away with a smile on my face, with this sin in my heart, tried to bury your grace, and then alone in the night, I still call out for you, so ashamed of my life, my life, my life. But you love me anyway. Oh, God, how you love me. Amen. And so we see authentic love considered, communicated, consisted, confirmed, completed, commenced, and commanded. And we get to the last one. I made it, Mr. Lord. Last one. Commanded. So look in the last two verses. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he's a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister whom he has not seen cannot love God whom he has, who, I mean, who he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And we have this command from him. This command from him, the one who loves God, must also love his brother and sister. 
Okay? And we have this command from him. And also, I want to give, I'm going to point you to a, uh, three, more, three more references. 1 Peter 1, 8, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seen him, now you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy. Galatians 6, 2 says, Carry one another's burdens. In, the way, in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And, for, and John 13, 34 says, I give you a new command. Love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. So, so this sermon started with a suggestion and ended with a command. Right, it, uh, I think this is important because this type of love is a choice, and I believe it's truly only possible for Christians to have agape love for each other, for others. See, God gives us the means to love like this by His Holy Spirit, okay? and then we love. We we put it in action, right? We 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 love we love the poor and the rich, amen. Right? We 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 love the sick and the healthy. We love those who are likable and those who are not. Okay? We love the weak and the strong. We love the white and the black and the yellow and the green. Right? We love the saints and we love the sinners. Amen? Couldn't be more clear. Let me go back to 1 John 4, 19. We love because he first loved this. And anytime we start thinking that we can't love someone who has done us wrong, boy, that happens. We get our feelings hurt. Things are said. Right? We remember all that we have done in rebellion to the Lord God Almighty. And then we remember that we're dust. And God loves us anyway, right? He loves us still. I want to point to you to another song. I'm, you know, I, 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 there's a song by Stephen Curtis Chapman, "Still." Another song. I just want to read this part because I just feel like these words are so powerful. Don't. He says, "Don't get me wrong." It's the second verse. He said, "Don't get me wrong. I'm still a mess." Anybody ever heard the song? Uh, this song, "Still." It's S T I L L. Stephen Curtis Chapman says, "Don't get me wrong. I'm still a mess." Every time I read, every time I hear the song, I can't, I can't hardly, I can't make it through the verse. All right. I'm still a mess. I've still got a heart with doubts and fears pounding in my chest. And I've wrestled and I've rested and I've trusted and I've tested God's patience like a foolish man. When I surrender once again and I come like a little child reaching out my hands, he lifts me every time and he tells me he loves me still. You are not unloved. Okay? You are not unloved. Stop stop looking to social media for love for approval. Okay? Lord God Almighty has been crying out from the beginning, I love you. Okay? In conclusion, Jesus said, that's Sally and Mr. Lord to come up. It says, Therefore I tell you in Luke 7 verse 47, her many sins have been forgiven and that's why she loves so much. But the one who is forgiven little loves little. It's about this lady who Gave up, a, a, you know, spent a lot of, you know, perfume. And the you know, other people, the religious folks, like, man, we could have used that perfume. We could have sold that, Jimmy. We could have made some money on that for the, for our cause. Right? No, she was doing every she, everything she could, you know, to uh, just give it away to God because she'd been forget. She loved much because she had been forgiven much. I don't know. I can relate. Amen. You know, we have most certainly been forgiven much. <laughs> Whew. And we should therefore love much. And and, and I, with I want to I want to end because um, I've forgotten that scene from um, Jerry Maguire. And I know it's not as bad preaching to use as, to use as an illustration that only about half the people have seen. All right, but uh, in that in that mo- movie scene um, where, he, where Jerry Maguire come, walks into that room and says uh, and, and gives a speech and he's stumbling and stammering and he's like, I don't know what's wrong with me, I, you know, today. But you know, and he finally says, "You complete me," you know, and he's trying to go on and 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 she's like, 
And, and Renee Zellberger says, you, you had me at hello. You had me at hello. I don't know why they hit me this morning, but the, love, the, the <clears throat> awesome Lord God Almighty wake, woke you up this morning. You're here. All right. Hello. <laughs> I got you up today. All right. You're living, you're breathing. Things might not be perfect, but hey, look outside. You got a sunshine. You got some. Got a little rain today, but hey, it's okay. We might have needed it. And then you got. You had a vehicle, or you walked to your car, and all these things we could go on and on about. Amen. All right. My 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 point, and I hope I hope I'm making it. I hope I'm not going way over here. But my whole point was like that part. You know, you had me at hello. God has been telling you from the beginning. Okay. Uh, I I got baptized twice before I was saved. I did it because other people were doing it. I didn't think it could save me. I didn't think I was. I didn't think I was worthy of being saved. Right? But he loved me anyway. All right. And so uh, maybe maybe somebody maybe somebody here needs to say you had me at hello. All right? I mean God, <laughs> um, I, I've been running away from you, but I'm coming back to you today. So I hope that you've been encouraged today to to live out love as we have Sally come lead us. Let's all stand and sing. Him.